Today on our show, we're taking on the impossible. Impossible. As we attempt to count down the top 10 video games of all time. Yeah, broad, right? Hit it, Polly. Welcome to episode 442 of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the show. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And since we broadened the brief, we thought, why not do something that's been lapping at our heels for quite some time? It is video games. We are gamers, Wayne and I. Probably not hardcore, would be no, fair I'm not, to say. I'm not that guy, but I. Although, if I you had saw my, my number of hours on one of the games I'm going to mention on my list, you might argue otherwise. Oh, I had my time. Don't worry about it. I actually all worried all the way through my 30s. I'm like, I'm wasting my life on this fucking machine. <laughs> all right. Like, I'd come home and do like four hours and go, oh, that's too bad. That's too much. Yeah. I don't do that anymore because it's closer to death. But, um, <laughs> you know. Whereas, I might still waste, maybe not four hours, but certainly of an evening, I'm very happy oh, no, no. for a couple of hours. Don't get me hours. wrong. If there's a Friday night, you ain't got shit to do. Wayne. Spending an all night online. You've always got someone to do. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Bollocks. I've, or any evening at all where you don't have work the next day. It's so nice to spend all night online and just fucking gaming and nailing shit. I mean, games, games, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. All right. Now, so, there's a particular game, Wayne, I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to do any spoils of your list. Hmm. If you do not have this game or this series of the games on your list, I'm going to call foul and I'm going to jettison your list. I should mention uh, that, I don't know about you, Paul, but I, all my games on my PC are on Steam, the Steam f- format, right? No, I don't use PC gaming anymore. So oh, don't you? No. Fucking la-di-da. PS5. Right. Oh, he's a fucking he's a console boy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with me... Every time I play a game, anyone who's in my friends list on Steam gets a pop-up saying, yes. Wayne is playing whatever that game is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're referring to because I have... I just basically, for this list, I went through my Steam catalog and went... Mm, Again, one, if one, it's one, not one. on there, I'm crying foul and I, I am <laughs> making your list null and void. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think I know what it is. And I'm not talking about Leisure Shoot Larry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's some old school shit. I got some old school shit on my list. I do too. I Bridge do too. Well, look, without any further ado, no recount this week. little peek behind the curtains. We are recording way out of sync because by the time you hear this, maybe not hear this one, I'll be pretty much jetting off to America. Paul be airborne. So as we've discussed, and maybe here's a good little point to do if you want to call the recount version of events. Not going to hit the button though. You're going to hear this episode. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a classic episode that comes out. Right. So we're taking a break. And then the one after that will be a top 10 last 10. Episode 443 will then come out. So we're not even going to give that number one number in the middle. And there's going to be another classic episode there. So over in the Facebook list community, there's been a little vote that happened and organized by the fans. Thank you very much for that, Mina Harker. And I think I'm going to take the top four options from that and put it in another vote. And then officially, whoever wins that will, will play those episodes for you to fill in that void. There'll be no reviews for that month. So you know, our numbers will drop off a cliff because we're only releasing a couple of regular new episodes. Sorry, as well, a couple of classic ones. These things happen. But that's okay because this is a, probably a once-in-a-lifetime trip, I think, with the family. And nice. We hope you're all understanding. Of course, you know, we'll be back after that in late middle to late October. We'll get a recording in before I have to go away again for a conference, hard work, where I'm looking forward to meeting Couple of people, couple of from couple the, of fellow uh, podcasters. podcasters yes. We watch the thing, boys. David and Billy. Looks like we're going to all get get together for a few beers. So, gee, that's be a bit cool. Very much looking forward to that one too. So, uh, Fantastic. yeah, Fantastic. Thank you for understanding, and I hope uh, you'll you'll survive. I think you will. But we will be, be back heading into the Christmas period with our regular episodes, a couple of times a week, even as the, the writers and actors strike looms Continues. large, and we start to really scrape for content. Probably early next year. We'll figure so. it out. Yeah, we will. All right, that's enough. Let's get into it then. We just had a music cue. 
we're not gonna have another music. Screw it, Wayne. Let's just do this. Sweet, Swear straight into it. Not sweet, straight into it. Wayne, what is your tenth best video game of all time? Okay, folks, ladies and gentlemen, kids, especially you youngins, let me tell you about a time. A time where people wore baggier pants, <laughs> and we didn't know what social media was, and you could say words like retarded colloquially without getting cancelled. <laughs> and this, <laughs> in this time, they do all I have to beat that? <laughs> no, for God's sake, Paul! I was referring to it, <laughs> and I could have said way worse words. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there also existed in this magical time a thing called LAN gaming, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. LAN gaming. LAN Ooh. stands for local area network gaming, and it involved me, Paul, and a bunch of other folks, Christian, some other, uh, all the other crackers in our in our crunch. Yeah. We were in our twenties, Paul. Yeah. And while other 20-year-olds were out having sex, we were having <laughs> games, right? We would take our big CRT 22-inch monitors, which was huge at the time, let me tell you. We would right? carry that shit. Carry that shit, lug it with our big PC box, drive up to the hills where Christian had this sweet house and a uh, basement kind of area, yep. which was huge. So he could set up 10 of us, whatever, 8, 9, 10 of us, sometimes. Sometimes, up to right? about 10, yeah. Where we would sit there. Can you imagine this, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, can you imagine this, okay? You had to bring, everyone had to bring their own hardware and make sure that we cracked the games we were playing so we could load it on everyone's fucking hardware, which <laughs> means it had its own problems. Then we had to have all these fucking USB LAN cables, motherfucking shit. And then by the time you set up, it was two hours into the night. For sure. And, and we've had like, with four pizzas deep, right? Yep. And then you start playing. <laughs> Several caffeine related drinks. Several caffeine related drinks. And we never actually drank alcohol, which is an interesting thing. No, because yeah, otherwise your reaction speed slows down and you get owned even more. Exactly. And we got pwned a lot. So well, I did rather. And in this period, there was many games we played. But the one that really stuck with me was something called Action Half-Life. Yeah, it's on my honorable <laughs> mention. All right, good. So it is a first-person shooter. And of course, because you're shooting and playing with your friends, which is commonplace nowadays online on your Xboxes and your N64. No, on your, on your other shit, right? Not N64. Not N64. Um, PlayStation 5. PlayStation Fires, whatever you kids are using now, okay? That's all good, and you can just yell at each other over your headphones, or in the case of our friend Richard, smash things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but back then, you yelled to someone's face. You looked over your monitor and said, "Cut!" Uh, or, or which, as you can imagine, was all the allure for Wayne. Ex well, all it was was bellowing, and then actually there were catch cries. For example, said Richard would be like, "How the fuck did that not hit you? This game is shit!" Right? And so. <laughs> Which was really the best part, if you ask me. Yeah. So, now, um, we do... There is a pretty good graph somewhere, like a pie chart. Of, <laughs> basically, it shows number of times it's unfair and not right that I got killed in a, in a shoot 'em up game. 99.8%, good shot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. You had to... This is the first of our things. You had to develop a good you know, rapport. So, Action Half-Life was a mod of the game Half-Life yeah. where you could have a multiplayer setting. But the cool thing about it was it was basically themed like John Woo. Yeah. Okay? The characters were all, like, could be gangsters with suits and sunglasses. And you could have twin gold 45s. You could have, and, and you could jump through <laughs> yes, windows. Most importantly, there was a button to jump left or right through you, windows. That's right. So if someone's shooting at you, you just jump through a window and fire guns. It was fucking great. And I had a great time at it. It's the only game I ever won one game of because we played two games or something. And then oh, we, were like, we played more than that. We played a bit more. But then it was like, and then we moved on to, like, Counter-Strike counter or something. Anyway. I loved that game. I have fond memories of it and of its time. I will never lug my big fat cunting PC around no, that to those someone's days house again. Are dead. Over like Clover, baby. But like at the time, it was a thing. And we would play the Louise 1999, that, that mod came out. 1999. So there you go. So yeah, we were 
I mean, you know, eight years after high school. 24, no, I mean, 20, around about 24, 25 years of age. There you are. Right, nice choice there. Excellent. My number 10 is also from an even further blast from the past, Wayne. It involves playing on something called an Amiga. Amiga 500 or 1000? You were rich. You had a 1000. Oh, I don't think I was rich. <laughs> uh, I think I started like a 500 like everybody else. It was called Curse of the Azua Bonds. Now, I only had a Commodore 64, so I never got privy to this. I did see IK Plus on yours. Oh, that was a good game It was too. fucking good, Shit, wasn't I it? I forgot about that. Ah, International Karate Plus. Yes. Fuck, I forgot oh, about it too. Adding, <laughs> adding that one to my... Uh, my Honorable mentions, me too. But this is the game. It's ba- it's a role-playing video game based on the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons engine or, or game. And it was uh, basically a sequel to a book that came out called Azua Bonds in that time frame. So this is the game that basically started me on the journey of playing Dungeons & Dragons for a bunch of years so without this is, mates. Is this existing IP that they had developed a game from yeah. back in the day. Now, I want to describe how basic an 89 role-playing game was. And you got to generate like six up to six characters and you could have a couple of non-player characters join you and then you had to follow through these pretty basic adventures. But the mechanics of creating your characters what blew my mind. I don't understand what Thacko was. I don't think they use Thacko anymore in, in D&D. To hit armor class zero? That is, to hit armor <laughs> class zero. And then it would randomly, obviously the computer would roll the dice for you and you'd know whether or not you hit something or whatever. But basically it was just this mostly text down the bottom of the screen. Oh, are you talking about a text RPG? Yeah. Well, there was a little window in the left oh, corner. Oh, yeah, a bit of a, bit of a picture. That you would, you know, someone comes up to us talking to you and then the, screw, the writing would be down the bottom. And then if there was a battle, you know, little noises yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And were you like in a, in a little map where you like yeah, you, you swing can, to the right, you swing to the left, or was it just kind of like you're engaging this continent? Yeah, what I think I think they rolled the dice from from memory, but basically oh it was God. just about. And, and you loved it. Well, like I said, it really I was fascinated with this idea of creating the first time I'd ever seen this. Like IK Plus, Double Dragon, every other game up until that point in time, at least as far as I knew it, there was no developing a character. There was no, you know, That's creating true. a, you were just settled a, a with class the guy. or whatever that you wanted. Uh, you just got given whatever the, the hero, the protagonist was, and, and then away you would go. So now, tell me, is this pre or post you playing physical D and D? I think this is this is what led to it, basically. Ah! Same sort of time frame. So which one came first? I can't honestly remember, but they were they were tied together inextricably, and yeah, that became quite the uh, the fun time pastime for for me in my latter high school years. Also, really. Never got laid. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, this is the most vag-drying episode if you're a lady. <laughs> like, you're just sitting there going, God damn. My wife just say, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, video games? She's, uh. Yeah, exactly. Just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that was the, it. The, the conversation dry. was over. I know, it is. It's over. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking it's mostly dudes or women who like to laugh at us listening to the show. Yeah. But, hey, that's great. By the way, when I met Paul in high school, he had already been doing AD&D for some years. Oh, and no, uh, it was around the same time. Around the same time? Because yeah. you had your crew and shit, right? Yeah, I remember that. So, okay, so this is what led to it. Yep. Very interesting. So, yeah, that's my... That, this came from Developer Strategic Simulations. And so, yeah, the, the series called Goldbox. And you could get it also... You could get it on Commodore 64 as well as Apple II, Atari ST... Macintosh. That was the thing. With Commodore 64, if it was available on Amiga, you just didn't want to see it on the Commodore 64. It was all pixely, load, fucking asterisk, comma, eight, comma, one. Yep. You know, like... And this was the follow-up, by the way, to a, a previous game, which I didn't play, called Pool of Radiance. So I did eventually read that book. I remember hearing of that game, perhaps from yourself. Not Sorry. sure. There you go. Cursing Zero Bonds by number 10. What do you got for your number nine? Okay, my number nine is, a, is a, a, uh, easily the most bizarre game I've ever played. Ooh. The game is called Saints Row 4, everyone. <laughs> Have you played this? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, I never played any of the other St. Rose, so I didn't know what to expect. But 
like the actual game says uh, the the on the box it says the only thing we have to fear is fear itself and aliens. Aliens are also a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> Saints Row Four is this show? Uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we is, go. There it, is. it is an open world game for you who are uninitiated. That means it's a game where the map or the the place you're in, you can go anywhere. There's no linear progression. You can just go to any part of the map, fly there, get there, drive sandbox there. Walk there. Game, sandbox game, as it's sometimes referred to. Yes. And I think it changed the rules because it's it's about this the head of the Third Street Saints who is now the leader of the free world. In in this game, you become the president because you're the head of this gang. And I'm then, sure I played this one as well, but I think I played an earlier one where you're yeah, rising through the ranks. That's right. This is like you're already there and it's a very purple theme. Yeah. It is an amazing looking game, but it's bizarre because Earth's always been is, has been in, invaded by like aliens called the Zim and everyone else is trying, you're just trying to kill them basically, but you're using the aliens' own arsenal against them. Uh, you can suck them into a void with a black hole gun. You can. Um, there's a gun called the the, the dubstep gun, <laughs> and you stomp <laughs> through the city and like mech. And th- everything is hugely over the top. There's even a dildo baseball bat yes. that you can use. So it's it's riotously like over the top and yeah. and R-rated. I guess. Very un PC. Very un PC, but hilarious. And I, and it's a very self aware game. Like it, the, all the jokes are really like. Holy shit! Like, and it's well, it's almost that the I don't know. We got this game in a list, so I'll tentatively say it. Grand. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, mm-hmm. then we'll stop. It's it's like a silly version of it's a massively silly, of, but it, of that same but type does, of thing. Yeah, but it is executed extremely well because it's quite like cool looking and mm. and and despite all the cocks and shit, and you can theme out your gang. You can theme out your that gang. Was pretty cool. You can do all sorts of shit, and like all of the the ridiculous story and the goofy characters and all that humor. Um, it made it all work somehow. I remember going through, like, just playing through the whole game. That's my MO, by the way. When I get a game, I clock the game by going all the way through it. Then I go back and play the missions that I like. Although you can't really do that with an open world game. You just kind of drop yourself in and say, well, what haven't I done yet? But well, uh, Different games are different mechanics on how you can do that. So a game that's not going to be on your list but got very close to mine is the Far Cry series, yeah. which I played like three of them. I haven't played them all. I didn't play Far Cry 3, which apparently is the best one. That's the one I played. Right. That's the only so one I played. I played 4 and 6 all the way through. 6 most recently, just last year I played it. And that one does a really clever thing. Once you've won the game, you've clocked it to use your language. Yeah. It then says, okay, every seven days, one of the provinces that you've taken over and you now control is going to rise up. Yep. So you've got to wander back in there and do the things you were doing before against slightly superior There's forces than what you faced. That as well. yep. um, by the way, that Far Cry 3, I, this is because I'm a pussy. I can't play it at night. Because really? no, here's why. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All right, because here it is. You're in the jungle and you're fighting off. Well, you're, it's, you're just sort of walking around, right? But like, any at any time, something can charge through the bushes and kill you, right? Like some weird fucking alien or some weird thing. And if you're not quick enough to shoot, it's actually quite very jumpy. The game, right? And if you're in, if you're home alone, like I always am, <laughs> and it's late at night, you don't want to hear no damn noises, okay? So that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Now, this would be a good point for me to jump in to say, I don't have a horror game on my list. Just take a moment, let it sink in, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I'll play this again. Actually, Paul, that does make sense. I'll tell you why. You as a horror movie aficionado mm. are waiting to be surprised by something. If you're implicit in the proceedings as in, in a game, I suppose you might think that you'd be closer to I that. I played some reasonably good horror sort of themed games like Dead Island comes to mind and Left 4 Dead and... Resident Evil 4, I want to say, probably the better oh, of the ones a, that's a, that's I played. A, yeah. And then there was one, I can't remember the name of it, but basically it was you were playing like in a horror movie and you were making very quick real-time, kind of like Dragon's Lair, remember that game, decisions. Yeah. You'd 
tap one thing or do whatever to make a choice and whether that character lived or died it would change perspectives and yeah it really it looked like a game it wasn't Alan Wake the Quarry oh, okay. was one Alan Wake was pretty good too oh, yep. like a TV show Actually, a, lot of, a lot of games that clearly haven't made my list yeah me too um, do you remember all back in the day Alone in the Dark do you remember that it was, it was, I'm yeah. talking about IBM styles that's game, the one right? that Uwe Boll tried to make a movie over with Christian yeah. Slater Christian yes Slater. exactly that game was actually kind of scary to play in the dark for its polygon graphics time well back to it for so it's <laughs> So Sandstro 4 is my number nine. Nine, all right. My number nine, interestingly, also keeping with the sandbox open world game theme. And I'm going to mash a couple together here. I'm going to talk more about another one because I think this other one will be on, on your list. I'm talking about the superhero open world games. Right. It's a great little genre that is a lot of fun when done well. And both of these games do it very, very well. This one, I'll particularly emphasize Spider-Man Miles Morales. Ah. was the first game I bought on the PS5. The other one is not on my list, so you can talk the about it. The other one's not? Yeah, the original one. Spider-Man one. No, 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 not the original Spider-Man. Well, I've never played that one. I've only played the Miles Morales one. Oh. I'm talking about a Batman game. Wait. Yeah, that's on my list. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So they're, they're very similar. Of course. Of and they're course. built off, maybe not the same engine and mechanics, but they I think are. the Miles and the Spider-Man one is similar, so we could both talk about it. Well, this one came from uh, Insomniac Games, which I don't think from off the top of my head is the same one as the Batman one. So they obviously have their own mechanics, no. but this is... It's kind of open world. You can do it whatever order you want. It is limited a bit more in that it's just to to New York or or oh, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the surrounds thereof. But you've got the main storyline missions, which makes very clear which ones they are, the main yeah. storyline missions. And you've got this bunch of other side things that you do mm-hmm. to kind of A, level up your powers and, and develop your skills as, as Miles Morales, as Spider-Man, or progress the game through. And so the further into the game, it's you go, like obviously, the yeah, the other things get a bit more, I mean, it's just like the, the Batman one. No, the, Sp- the original Spider-Man, because oh. there's Spider-Man and then there's Miles Morales. Right. And yeah. then this, yours yeah, is, I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's built off the exact same platform. I that believe is, so. That has adapted it. So that it would be Miles Morales, and they obviously changed the storyline and yeah, missions yeah. and whatever. Else. Oh, and it's great! Like if it's anything the same. Yeah, and the mechanics of the fighting, obviously not the same buttons or whatever else, but that idea of you chaining together by timing the right timing and you're jumping around. I just found that so much fun and being able to use the environment around you, like to swing and drag things over with your web and slam them into people. So the battling was awesome because you'd wait into like. 20, 30, 20, yeah. 40 of these. And it's not easy sometimes. No, sometimes you get absolutely overwhelmed and smashed and die. And then you're like, okay, I've got to learn from that. How do I approach this a absolutely. bit more smartly? How do I get up on the front there? Yeah, how do like... I you know, hide above them and be, you know, kind of exactly. in plain sight? You pick them off as many yes. as you can. Like, That's uh, it. You know, and that yeah. was the cool thing. Yeah, you'd throw the thing there, whip the guy up and yep. knock him out. And he's just he's hanging gone. from there. Yep. Yeah, and no one seems to notice him. That very, very cool. cool. Best thing about that thing is the swinging through the city. Yes, there the, were missions to do that. The way that it's done and the way you feel, you feel like Spider-Man because mm. you're like, and as you let go, you can do spinny tricks before All you that stuff. fire it again. Very, very cool. Yeah, love, that's love the, the shit out of that game. It was real. I mean, it was probably too short, if I'm really honest. Like, unlike a lot of these games, which can go on and on and on, this was over with. And maybe that's a good thing because it left you wanting more. Well, that game, certainly the first one, was PS only. And then only recently did they release the Spider-Man one on, on PC. And that's when I downloaded it and went, this is the shit. Yeah, Windows only came out from the looks of things on November 18th, 2022. Yeah, mm. so it was like last year. So that's inside, That's how long I've had it for. Um, but yeah, no, good call. Absolutely. This is, uh, this is a favorite of a lot of people. And I remember, Spider-Man was my hero before Batman when I was a kid. Right, well, so. you can talk a bit more about that when we get to it. What's your number eight? My number eight is... Uh, now listen, folks. Uh, I know we do a... We previously, well, we're still doing a movie mostly called Cast, and sure. I knew exactly that much about Lord of Rings. I knew the three movies. I didn't see The Hobbit. I didn't see well anything else. Now, I came across a game called Shadow of Mordor, and but my on my list is its sequel, Shadow of War. Right. So, yeah, I unfortunately found like three games at the same time. I was really enjoying Shadow of War. 
I did finish Shadow of Mordor, which was great and a not dissimilar game, I guess, to this whole Miles Morales Spider-Man thing as well. So yep. please go ahead. Absolutely. Now, Shadow of War. Now, first of all, I now know lots of shit about the Lord of the Rings world because of all the, the names in this fucking thing. It is essentially about um, the, 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 the lead guy. To, I can't remember his name. Anyway, the lead dude, right? Is bitch, please. Yeah, he's much like Viggo Mortensen. He's much like um, sure, <laughs> but but far more uh, mystical because he has a lot of actual like the magic and shit in him, so mm-hmm. he can do a lot of cooler shit. And it is probably wicked because of yes, the mechanics of the game. Yes, you can ride the beasts of Mordor. Yes, you can fucking do shit like fucking squash people's heads from a thousand par. And it's uh, his his long range weapon is his bow. Everything else is his sword, and then he's got a dagger that can fuck you in the ass. Now, the <laughs> the Shadow of War, though, what it does is it's in that world. It's in that 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 world. So it's all dark, and it's all lava, and it's all green. Or sometimes it's balls, you know. And it looks and feels. Sometimes it's what? It's green. Like the magic is green. Balls. Balls. It's balls. Like <laughs> it's green and balls. Balls. And, and a medical warning to anyone that's planning to check out <laughs> yeah. Wayne's balls. If you go if you, green balls, get it looked at. But yes, no, and so it does, you know, play a lot fast and loose apparently with the Lord of the Rings canon. But all of the people that you hear in there, you know, when that Lord of the Rings TV show came out, the yeah, fucking Amazon. Unfortunately, one? I didn't mind it, but a lot of people hated it. All the shit that they mentioned there, like Celebrimbor and this and that, I'm like, oh, that motherfucker's in this game, so it sort of helped me out a bit. Okay, okay. but other than that, I'm glad it acts as your as your guide to the rest of the perhaps perhaps but it Tolkien is universe uh, what i have found ladies and gentlemen is that this game my, my little procedure here is if i'm watching some i i like to watch i got two screens going on here paul's looking at it right now mm-hmm. on the right side of the screen is youtube or something not that that uh, onerous to engage with on the left screen is whatever game i'm playing i have found shadow of mordor if i just want to play 20 minutes of a game i can do that because you walk in you do some shit you kill some motherfucking orcs you do some other shit and then you just back out anytime you want and it's all good so that's really what gaming is for me you're probably missing what a really important mechanic of this game that probably has been replicated but was an original thing at the time that's the boss battle situation so if uh Someone defeated you in the game and you died. This creature would level up. Good point. And then good point. It would have its own. After that, it would have its own little try. And so basically, the more times you lost to the same, if you did to the same orc or whatever leader, yep. it become stronger. more and more up the food That's chain. That's right. And otherwise, yeah. And if you defeated them, then they would die and be replaced by others that were coming up. So it was this really cool sort That's of a good point tree. That's what best way to describe it. Kind of like a. A tree situation where you're trying to work your way up to battle the big, big dude, but you had to defeat his underlings on the way there. But if you they defeated you, they got more and more powerful. But I'll tell you something. That, good call. And but I'll tell you something that is weird about this show, right? In this game is that the awards you get as you level up, you have to go into this menu with this very complex menu of all the little like like spiderweb connected. All the yeah, but there's a million different like kind of like perks, or I guess what you would call it, right? And you have to choose ones of and it goes on. I'm now at a stage of the game where I've got, got them got all. all exactly. But like it's like you actually when when you look at a character that you're about to fight, you can actually look at their attributes and go, mm, he's susceptible to fire or this yeah, or whatever. I don't have that. So you start to try and yeah. like alter your shit to get a fire weapon That's and right. things like that, so right? So you had to adapt to what you were which potentially is going to face. And the final other thing which is cool is because it's on the Steam platform at least that I played it, all of your friends who have the game as well, if if a creature or a orc killed one of them, that orc would turn up in your game and you say, avenge Paul Prezula by killing this motherfucker. And That's if cool. You, yeah, and if you kill him, right, I, the game tells Paul, hey, Wayne avenged you. Shit like that. That's, like, That's kind of cool. That's a nice little addition as well. 
I will say that Shadow of War, there was one night I vividly remember. Uh-huh. You know, and I went into whatever Orc City it was, just sort of found myself there and was trying to sneak around, got discovered, started a fight, which just, it never ended. Way. It went for like two hours we find the same fight, whipping so much ass, but they just kept coming and coming and coming and spawning because I was in their fucking home city. I remember you telling me this. <laughs> you were riding around on a Caragor, fucking people oh, up, right? Hilarious. And it just went on. It was like, that's pretty cool though. Eventually I just had to go, all right, I have to leave. I can't defeat this whole city just tonight myself. Could you, could you save and come back? Oh, I didn't die. I got out of there. I survived. Oh, well done, old man. But nice it was one. pretty hard because they're all shooting. Oh, yeah, they're all, exactly. So yeah. you'd leap to the top of the buildings that are following you up and you'd create a little bit of space and kill a few more of them. And then, yeah. <laughs> A lot of fun. Good God. A lot of fun. So yeah, nice choice there for your number eight. Oh, wow. Please oh, eight? Was that your eight or seven? That was my eight. Oh, okay. All right. This is my eight. Oh, that's probably fine. Another open world game, another sandbox game, another sort of adventure game, but very, very different. I'm going back to 2010 mm. for Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I never played RDG. Oh, you would love it, Wayne. I reckon I would too. It's now, a cowboy thing, Is man. it the first one or yeah, the second I one? I haven't played... I've, I've, I think I've owned the second one. I never got around to playing it. So that was only out, what, two years ago? Yeah. Apparently, oh, no, maybe it was, I think the maybe thing it was about, five years ago, 2018. I can't remember. I heard a story that the first one, the thing that people got pissy about was that you had to ride your horse to a next flight. You had to yeah. actually get on it and ride it for like two minutes. I'm or sure there minutes. was a shortcut way of doing it, but there was a fair bit of riding. That was a little bit of, yeah, that's yeah. probably the thing that holds the game back. And I mm. think they did improve that. I think in number two, the they second one, have, yeah, which is widely regarded as a superior one, but I haven't played it. So I'm going with what I know. Cool. But I love this idea of adding in now. We're in a Western world. You know, you shoot totally. people, you're building relationships. You can be as, as nasty and awful as you want and create bad, I can't remember what the, the mechanics call, but bad reputation where townsfolk would turn really? you away and not help you. Or you can be as heroic and positive, even though you're kind of an outlaw in the game. Yeah. And. You know, turn and have get people on your side who will help you out and the like when when shit comes calling. That is cool. So that was good fun. There's the same kind of mechanic again of following the main storyline as you want to to progress, but but skilling up by doing these side quests and requested adventures and so, you know, all that kind of stuff. Nice. So I loved it. I loved the way that you build the map and it would open out much much bigger than Miles Morales if I refer to that. And then the the game does a really interesting thing towards the end that I think. Some people loved, myself included, and other people were really put out by. It. I want to spoil it in case you do decide to play the, the game. This is the thing about games now, right? It becomes a story, mm-hmm. and like even even Shadow of War at the end, something quite big happens. You're like, "Fuck, that changes everything." Right. So it's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." I so, guess you're watching play a narrative game though with a storyline. You do want to be surprised. You do want it to be a little bit, you know, different. So it does improve the longevity of the game. But yeah, it does. It yeah, I don't know. It's it uh, it's okay. So it, and is it all graphics, all wicked and stuff? Although we're really good back in 2010, they'd be fine. Can't, can't speak to them now maybe it doesn't quite hold up as well but uh, look I played on the PS4 I think you know, not in 2010 a few years thereafter but I was a bit late to the game but I really enjoyed my time with it so yeah question weapons yeah, um, mostly a six shooter, six shooter and, like, but rifle. You, you, know, you could have bow and arrows you could have yeah you could have, certainly have the rifle you know, when you're shooting people from further away the single shot sort of boom okay no I love that I love that and okay. of course you spec out the weapons so you have the best kind of there you go the that's weapons, important yeah. being able to do shit like that is important mm. yeah okay oh one. I might give that a try someday. You should, I think you'd probably enjoy it. I probably, probably get it, probably get it for ten bucks on Steam now as well. So yeah, good point. All right, nice. Uh, my number seven uh, is a game which they also made a movie of, and of course the movie sucked. But it is the third installment in this game, Max Payne Three. Oh, okay. Do you remember Max, Max Payne? I remember the first one. I probably played the second one. It all gets a bit blurry, blurry after that. If I ever kept going, this is a bit funny because the first two Max Payne's were actually great in their own way. They were a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. This means it is not coming from your behind you can the see eyes. The person. You can actually see yourself shooting and running, which is important because Max Payne kind of perfected the bullet time thing. 
Yeah, that was that was its big selling point. Right. So like if slowing someone, down, slowing time. down time. So what would happen is literally as a, a bunch of it's it's about this big gangster police ex policeman. Very spooky game because he comes home. Yeah, and very dream like nightmare. Very dream like yeah, nightmare like. And he's like, oh, the baby's crying and he's not sure what's going on. There's someone, his wife can't find his wife, and then it becomes very surreal. But the actual like action in it is, if there's a bunch of people shooting at you, you right click <laughs> for bullet time. And you just launch into the air, slow motion, and you can fire, 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 with everything else is in slow-mo. And it is, it becomes so intrinsic to your gameplay that it becomes like, holy shit, this is wicked. (laughs) And what happened is those two first two were very much like that. This third one that I'm talking about, they changed the format. Right. And I'm like, oh. But I try it, and I play this thing now. It is amazing. It is less somber than that, but it is very much more story-driven, and it's even sorry, probably less story-driven, more sort of linearly driven. But it's a different whole like take on it, and it is perfect. Max Payne Three is a perfect third-person shooter. It is still third-person. Okay, so they maintain that. I thought you were going to say they moved it to being first-person. Yeah, but it's somehow it's so so different. There's not the cutscenes necessarily with like you know this. It's it's more animated as opposed to previously. There's like comic book panels that would be voiceovered by the character. Ah, okay. This is not that, uh, but it's really really good. I think Max Payne Three is is I still play it now. I've had it for years. That's a big endorsement. You're still doing that. All right, my number seven is it started out as an arcade game, and when it came to whatever. Xbox, I think maybe that I had at that particular point in time in my life, we certainly jumped all over it. And uh-huh. there was more than one night where literally we'd be up all night just playing this game. I'm talking about Street Fighter 2. Really? Yeah, the father, grandfather of all fighting games, every single other fighting game ever since then, from your Mortal Kombat through to everything else you can care, the injustices and whatever else in the world, oh, a huge de- Tekken. Huge debt to Street Fighter 2, which is what popularized this whole two characters facing off and with their special... Health bar. Yeah, health bar. You're trying to knock the other person down. Two out of three rounds, off you go. Bam. What it did was... So much fun. Yes. Now, first of all, a bit of history, folks. Uh, My first job was in an arcade called Mm. Time Zone. So I knew all Very much qualified for this particular discussion. Totally, totally. And um, I did not know Paul was such a fan because Street Fighter was so big, like everywhere. Two. Street Fighter 2. Two. Sorry, yes, two. The first one was the first Street Fighter had um, not heavy, medium, and and sorry, light, medium, light, and heavy yep. attack kick. Right? It had a, a pontoon that you had to bash with your hand. Really? And the harder <laughs> you bashed it, the heavier the, no the it was. I know. But then Street Fighter Two came along, and that's why you started having characters that were very specific, and yeah. they had special their own, moves, their own special moves. And, that uh, the Hadouken, Hadouken. Yep. Right. Their, fucking, their own celebration when they won. Absolutely, and it became like a thing. So um, I'm surprised that you. I don't know. You liked this one this much. You know, it was. I have vivid memory. Vivid memory. You vivid memory of. This is. Gee, so it must have been circa 1993. Get this. This game was so popular, black market versions of the game started cropping up around Asia. And you can tell. The ones where you can do like slow Hadoukens and right. multiple at times. So any, if you see a Street Fighter where Ryu or anyone's going, Hadouken, Hadouken, and he's sending like 40 slow moving <laughs> um, ice fireballs towards someone else, and you're just trying. Boom, 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 boom. That's a fake. They actually, yeah. They, yeah, they actually started modding it and putting it on boards. This is the first cracking ever. Uh, and I still saw them at official places like Time Zone. Wow. I know. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's very the much. The memory I have was, was going out to being up all night, you know, with, with some of our friends. Was it on PC, was it? No, no, no. This is, I think, whatever the earliest version of a gaming console I had was. Yeah. And sitting there, plugged into the TV. And I'm, all right, got to go, guys. Got to go. Coach 
uh, T-ball. Yep. Yeah, okay. And I come, oh, no, go play golf. We're a bit later than that. Maybe the mid-90s. All right, so we've been up all night. I'm playing golf at 7 o'clock. I haven't gone to bed. Is this when we used to play golf, right? Yeah, back in those days. Yeah, so, yeah. And Adam and Brett, you know, friends yeah, yeah. of the show, they'll be sitting there. All right, yeah. I said, you know, welcome to stay. Play as long as you want. No worries at all. Figuring, you know, if you're going to leave, lock the, lock the house and, and uh, oh, yeah. put the key in the letterbox. So this is in the Rosemary Court days. I remember. I remember that place. And <laughs> I come back from golf, you know. Are you kidding me? Three hours later, they're still there they're playing. They're still there playing. So literally, it's now 11 o'clock in the morning, give or take. And they're still like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Go home. <laughs> Remember when you had nothing else to <laughs> do, right. Paul? He's like, fuck it, let's just do this all no, fucking like, And then we had we developed decided, discovered, sorry, victory buttons. Yeah, victory just, buttons. Just tap, hitting tap, the tap, low tap. the the low low kick, 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 kick. Would like, eventually make you, you win. Could, basically you couldn't lose. That all you did, <laughs> at least on the version of the game that we had. Very funny stuff, a lot of fond memories. Street Fighter 2 was my number seven. Oh my god. Remember how when when there was a, an arcade game that everyone liked and then it's like, oh the the the, the you know, they're porting it to PC or yeah. to get and then it was shit. On the fucking, like, it was always shit. But Street Fighter 2 was the exception Street Fighter 2 was, uh, by then it was getting a bit good. Mm. I'm talking about, like, in the 80s, you know? So anyway, nice one. My number six is a game you alluded to earlier, Paul. It is Grand Theft Auto, but it is San Andreas. Ah, okay. Now, San Andreas came out in 2004, and the protagonist was Carl C.J. Johnson. I'm sure I've played this, but I don't remember. You definitely have. Because they all meld together, GTA 4. They definitely 4. all meld together. GTA 5, I never finished, but because I got a bit bored of it by that point in time. Well, this is the thing. I... I remember hearing about the GTAs going, how could it be, how interesting is it to sort of drive around a city and then beat up people and then pay hookers and, you know, whatever it is like that you're doing. Like, I'm like, what is this? That's my Wayne's life. <laughs> <laughs> Not the hooky bitch, I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for qualifying that, I guess. Um, the now this but well, it pays for it, but it's not that way. Exactly, <laughs> with, with with you know um, blood, sweat, and tears. Now the San Andreas. This here, you start on a bicycle because you are a you know this uh, this like skinny African American dude in the hood, right? Yep. And then as the game goes on, not only can you do jobs and like get you know crime to get more money so you can buy more cars or steal more cars, you can actually work out. And become more beefcake. And by the end of the game, you're actually a beefcake dude who's rich. And it's like, like you actually get more like hoes, literally. Like <laughs> ho, like like hookers and shit. And I remember going to myself, what is this game? Well, the thing that really got me was that when you got into a car, the radio that you played yeah, in the so car... Yeah, you play the station you ...was wanted. actual music. Like, yep. there was actually different stations and you, I would hear Go West and shit that I liked. And I'm like, oh my God, this is actual music. Like, And to try and license that back in the day was almost impossible. All, all music well, Someone worked that shit out and did it very, very well because those stations, there'd be you know five or six songs on every of those stations and there'd be 10 different options. And you'd like them. You'd say, oh, I like this yeah. station. And you I always like some change the channel. more than others. Some, yeah, but then you change to the station you yep. like, which is like real life, which is an amazing aspect to a game. I was like, holy crap. After that came like Vice City and, or was it before that? I can't remember. Around that time. Yep. But the Vice City one was with Ray Liotta in it. That's, right? yeah, okay. I think it was Vice City, yeah. And I saw an interview with him. Um, yeah, I can't remember which one he was in. Where he was like, they were like, so you, you know, you were in a Grand Theft Auto game. He goes, yes. And he goes, I never, I'm not a gamer. I don't know what games are. And I'm like, yeah, you're too busy getting pussy, Ray Liotta. <laughs> but he said, this thing is a, like a 40, this is like a, a big budget movie. Yeah, he said like, the amount of money it made. This is like a fucking $200 million movie, kind of, right? And he was just amazed at it. So there you go. It's kind of stuff. Do you still play GTA? No. No. I no, no, haven't played GTA in a long time. But yeah, it was very good. There was a hot coffee mod where you could actually have sex in this, in this, in the right. concept audio. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> of course it was. 
Right, my number six is again going back into the deep, dark, distant past and it does allude to the same kind of things that you talked about with your number 10, Wayne. Yeah. But even earlier than that. Oof. Now, yes, we picked up our computers and we moved them from house to house to play those things like Action Half-Life and the early versions of Modern yeah, Warfare yeah. and we'll Call of Duty, I should say, and, and all the rest of that stuff. And COD. COD, yeah. And But this one, this is just when we hooked one computer up to another. Oh my the God, I know what you're going to say. time ever. Tell us. And we would run one long LAN cable. Between rooms? Between in one, rooms. In a, I was there. And we would sit at, you know, a couple of us would sit at each computer playing Command, Command and, and Conquer. Command Red Alert against I, one another. Amazing, amazing. Please tell us about CNCRA. This is a real-time strategy game where basically you would try and build your base up and then at the same time build the defenses whilst also manufacturing offensive cars and tanks and shit <laughs> to roll out the other other person's base yep, and try and destroy yep. it. And then, you know, if you built enough stuff up and you, know, you could get a nuclear bomb, for example. That's right. Which... <laughs> <laughs> I remember this story. Keep going. Two stories that come, Two out of, please, please. come out of this to illustrate the fun that we would have. And again, you just got to imagine this is like, you know, 18, 19, maybe, maybe 20 year olds. When did... This is 1994, I think. This, if we're talking about the time in your house... There was me in a room with Paul and Adam, right? Two other guys. And then in the other room was Brett and Richard, right? 1996. 1996, okay? So a mere four years after high school, right? Two years, three or four, four years. years. Four right? years. And we're like, let's do this, let's do that. And we all just huddled around one computer. Yep. And by the way, there's none of this, like, you know how you, you game comms. now. No comms. Like, you, don't, you can't no, talk to anyone. The comms was basically opening the door, walking to the other room and going, ah, you're fucking shit. Well, well, well you, could, you could type message people. You could. So you could just send these things right. to their screen. So you're typing and click on a keyboard, right? And please And us. meanwhile, so we, discussed, we decided we're going to build <laughs> this car, this really fast car. And yep, this that, is the it. bases were massive and we were going to pack it full of all these dudes who are bombers. Yep. <laughs> And effectively drive this fast car past all the really powerful but slow defences. I remember you saying this. You said, hey, do you want to pull the car, pull it full of bombers, and just yeah. drive it as fast as we can and see what happens? And I didn't really know the game. So I'm like, what do you mean, guys? And they just watch, right? Yeah. You did that. Go on. And so as we're driving then, so Adam starts typing in, he's going, going the, the distance. distance. Da, 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 da. He's, he's going, going for speed. <laughs> And, oh, the, and the other guy's like, what the fuck are you They're, talking, what talking about? And then they see, like, all of a sudden they realize what's happening because it's gone way past their defense. It's like, shit, he's about to get into the base. And, and you they hear just, them yelling at us from the other room. Like, and then you actually got out and you fucked everyone yeah. up. And I was like, Mendels. And that was the shit, man. <laughs> that was the bomb. And then there was another time when the other team managed to build up to the nuclear bomb. We'd never had it before. Like, yeah. Oh my God, this game's going to be over. Oh shit, shit. So we're, we're scattering our forces to the winds yeah, as far like, as When this we, thing happens, you guys are yeah. all dead. And people were like spreading people out we and stuff like that. As soon as we could, hoping to survive at least a, a vestige of our of our base. Anyway, it lands, blows up one building. We're like, <laughs> is that fucking it? <laughs> <laughs> that is the most tactical of nuclear bombs. <laughs> possible we just had such fun and you just like i said you just mine resources build this stuff up and then and you could of course play against the computer as well and then it would, there would be sort of waves of, of guys just, or opposition force had to survive but it was really in that connecting it's just so funny early that, like, earliest land versions that was so much fun it's like it's just like the fact that we remember that we're so, we're so old now but compared yeah. to that happening it's like that obviously was an aspect of our childhood so there you are this is how it goes, oh yeah cncra is my number six nice one my and of course, Tim Curry was involved in in the uh, in the um, cut scenes of that game. Was he? He was playing like the Russian bad guy. I didn't yeah. know that. Hmm. Yeah, very funny. Wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, my number five is a game that was okay. Uh, we have a friend Christian who once actually sold me on the concept of this game by saying this. He goes, "Bro, I found a game that's perfect for you. 
and he's talking about the first iteration of this game. Uh, he said, your, your character is this dude who is totally Antonio Banderas from Desperado. Like, there's no two ways around it. Um, I'm surprised they didn't get busted for, for, for copyright. It's about a dude. His name is Rico Rodriguez. And he's a Mexican good-looking dude with long hair dressed in black. And he's got like tons of weapons and goes about various towns and aerial battles. Armed with a grappling hook, a grapnel gun. Of course. Right? Yeah, okay. Which fires from his wrist like a total gangster. Yeah, right? this one had to be on your list. Absolutely. It's called Just Cause 3. The one that I'm talking about, right? And not only that, he has this parachute which deploys infinite times, which he can use in conjunction with the grappling hook to fly by using the grappling gun to pull him along the terrain. <laughs> but, so stupid. as if that wasn't enough, in this version they gave you a wingsuit, which you can use in a similar manner, which means you're basically Iron Man, right? And you can attach explosives to things. If any uh, vehicle, helicopter, plane you see, you can get into and fly. And if you see a helicopter flying ahead, overhead, you fire your grapnel gun at that thing, <laughs> zip up to it, pull the guy out, get in it, and, and here's fly where away. I was at. When you were describing this game, and I, I did, I think I did eventually buy it for like 10 bucks, and I played it for like for a day, and I was like, I can't. I just cannot get it's behind hilarious, the crazy bro. lack of any. Like, it's one thing to play in a game where like Saints Row 4 or whatever, but this is, it's got a weirdly gritty kind of feel to it. So it's like Far Cry, but taken to the nth stupid degree. You don't even worry about it. You can jump off a fucking satellite or something, right? <laughs> Fly, you could be like 20,000 miles above of Earth or whatever, right? As you get closer down, you just free fall. You can fire your grapple directly down into the ground. It'll zip down and you'll just land like a superhero. That makes perfect sense. Exactly. So it is fucking great. And for this time, amazing graphics. The latest one, number four, is not so good. But basically, they invented a thing where you could fire like explosives at something. And attach a big balloon to it. So you fire like 10 of them at something and the car just floats in the air. <laughs> and then you fire a rocket at it when it's in. The- shit like that. It's just weird shit. But yeah, great, great. Gun. And there was one gun which wasn't even, it didn't even have ammunition in it. You just paint a, a, a building with it and then it causes a lightning strike to destroy the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that, man. So I'm saying Just Cause 3 is my, is that, that's my number five. It's a jam. All right, then. My number five is going to require very little introduction and I won't talk about it for too long because if you watched the TV version of this earlier this year, you'll know how good this game would have been or it was if you played it, The Last of Us from 2013. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I never played it. PlayStation 4, I think, exclusive, maybe three. Can't remember at the time. Mm. Would have been four. PlayStation 4 exclusive and absolutely changed the way that games are written because this was a real, as we saw, it could have been a TV show and, and when it was, it was just as brilliant. Brilliant. In yeah. fact, I'm glad I didn't play the game so I knew, so I, I was surprised at what happened in the TV show. Yeah, imagine how surprised, again, I'll speak around this as spoilers, imagine yeah. how surprised you would be when you get to that particular moment, a couple of moments in the game, like, whoa, what? Yeah. And in the game, when that thing happens, are you then, you're forced to actually do it, aren't you? You're forced to actually yeah. kill these yeah. people. Yep. Because that's otherwise you lose the game. Well, you just die, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, the game's already it, in the cutscene. It's shown you making that decision. Now that is go. pure brilliance. When a game makes you uncomfortable with the decisions you have to make, like life, that is literally like how who who else has been able to do that? Yeah, the storytelling is second to none. The graphics were astounding for the time. They've redone it. They did a remastered version. That's when I played it. I think well, circa 2017 or 18. So it was quite a few years ago, but. Yeah, certainly stuck with me and I was very glad to see. I've got The Last of Us Part 2 there, but a little bit like what you're just describing there, I've held off playing it because now I just want to watch the second season of the TV show. I want to watch that pure rather than Do, is it, knowing what's going to happen. Is So the, the game has obviously, the TV show, the game that is the second season of that show has already been made, yeah? Yeah, the game's been out for a couple of years now, two, three years. Wow. And there's a little bit of the, the second game, for I understand, in the first season of the TV show, but yeah. 
So mm. yeah, the, the game, the gameplay, whatever is good. It's not amazing. It's not the same level of detail as some of other things. But you're not there for that. You're there, there for the graphics, the immersement of it, or how immersive it is, and the storyline. So The Last of Us, one of the best games ever made, fifth best in my opinion. What's the word on that TV show? We we coming back? Well, it was yeah. It's been greenlit for a second season, but of course, writer strike. Mm. It could be anything. actor strike. Could be miles and miles away. I, I doubt that would have been very far along before the uh, writer strike happened. So fair enough. My number four is the game I think you're alluding to, Paul. It is, in fact, Sniper Elite 5. <laughs> that is the game. There it is. Wayne's list is valid. We may carry on. Please <laughs> continue. Now, you said five. I would have accepted any of the other. Yeah, I only played three, four, and five. Yeah. <laughs> Five's anyone I played. Yeah, and you, so you, and that was on my recommendation. So yep. Off everyone, your recommendation. Got it for a, like 40 bucks and enjoy, enjoyed my time with it. Perfect. Exactly what it's for. Now, this is a, well, it's a first-person shooter. Actually, it's a third-person shooter. Until you until pull, you zoom in. until you zoom in and use the sniper rifle, but it is a sniper oh, it's game. It's the same as every third-person shooter game, right? Because otherwise, how does the sniper rifle work? It's a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you're right. You're right. You are this uh, sniper in World War II. His name's Carl Fairburn. He's an elite sniper, and he basically goes to kill Nazis, which is always popular. Now, <laughs> why this game is the shizzle is that uh, it do- it is an open-world game or sandbox game. So you can go anywhere. Yeah, to a point. To a point. It's much still, more linear than the other games. You've got an described. objective, but you can go around and do them any ways you want. Yeah, you can you can hang out there for a long, long time yeah. and just and just pot other pe- other Germans. Yes, and this game is a, is a definitely a productivity killer for me because I'll go. I'll just play one mission, and that mission could be two, three hours. Yeah, depending how you approach it. Yeah, you can go balls to the wall. Go. You, normally, you'll die. Sometimes you get away with it. And other times, yeah, you actually have to be as you surreptitious as you can be. Yeah. Exactly. You got to get a higher ground. You got to get a good view, and you can mark people with your binoculars. But the thing that really makes this apart is that when you fire on someone from miles away, if it's a good shot, as in you're going to hit him, the 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 game goes and cuts away, yeah. and you get this slow mo. You see your bullet traveling through the air across like hundreds of miles or whatever. And when it hits the person, it goes x-ray and you see the actual bullet entering their head or their eye. You see their brain. You see their fucking <laughs> bones shattering. You see blood spurting. You even see the bullet exit out of the exit like hole. And then they... Boom, and then it cuts back to you. And you're like... <laughs> so... <laughs> Accurate. It is. It's actually kind of macabre because you're seeing these skulls exploding. That's ah, computer pixels. It is, but it's like it's. It that, didn't bother you. You played three of these games. No, no, exactly. It's, it's not macabre in a way that's sort of like unsettling necessarily, but it's like because you know what it is. I actually usually skip them now because I'm like, okay. I, yeah, once you've said enough times. Yeah. Because there's only so many different ways it can show you it. That's right, yeah. and 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 also even the, the game. First, I would say the first good forty percent of the first run through a mission you're pretty enjoying that moment well oh, absolutely and in the in this latest version you can actually adjust the percentage of time it gives you the bullet yes time, i do remember that which is kind of cool yeah, so it have to be every time it can be sometimes and yeah that does yeah. make it a bit more special so yeah really really good uh, and i think uh, it actually if it's a rainy day like it is today i sometimes play it on a very sunny map so i can <laughs> look across the fields <laughs> and have a good time <laughs> <laughs> yes, our friend Christian also got it off when I was playing it, and he would he would say the graphics are pretty average for what they are, but but uh, but they're satisfying or something. I'm not sure. Eh, it was it was that's not what you're there for. You're there for the the mechanics of yeah, 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 shooting yeah. people and the yeah. like. So it is the best sniper game. Yeah, and I did. And I, look, I played very few sniper games, but I enjoyed that one. So nice, understandable choice there. My number four is a game which probably needs no introduction, but I have to pick one of about the nineteen of them that now exist. Mm-hmm, I'd mm-hmm. say that's about right. I'm talking Call of Duty. Right. Colon. 
Modern Warfare 2. Now, I'm yes. talking about the one from 2009. Yeah, Modern There's Warfare, Modern 2, Warfare was 2 now as well in some way. I know. I don't understand how that works. And it's not, it's the you know, Roman numerals 2. The latest Mortal Kombat game is called Mortal Kombat 1. Right. So, of course. Who knows how it goes? You know? Very convoluted. But anyway, this is the sequel to the first modernizing of the Call of Duty because it started out as a World War II game. True, and then when this which came, we used to play. Yeah, uh, we did again on those land nights Battle or whatever. Battlefield 1942 and this one. Yep. Yeah, all those ones, the the competitor to the Call of Duty mm-hmm, games. Mm-hmm. And what they did very smartly was they would give it to one company to make Infinity Ward, yes. I think made this particular one. And so they had a two-year window to make their next game. And then they would create, create another one in between. Um, Treyarch was doing the alternate years in between like Black Ops and the like. But Modern Warfare 2 was, was about when I hit my peak of this first-person shooter games, which really dug dug the shit out of at that particular time. I sunk so many hours into this. It probably Bro. cost me my relationship at the time. but Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I got to the point where I, I can't remember how, but ended up with playing against and with people from like New Zealand and the other side of the country and whatever else. And That's we, where it all We would off. pull in together like most nights at a certain sort of time. You'd have a clan. Like you'd actually Yeah, yeah it wasn't people. official or whatever, but we just started hanging out. I can't remember what, how we did it through the game, but that's why we were just joining. It was so much fun to... Were you playing on a console or...? Yeah, yeah, Xbox, I believe, 360? Yes, it would have been Xbox 360. It's cool how and now... Then, and then the Xbox, Xbox One became backwards compatible, but I think at that time it was a 360 for me. Isn't it amazing that now you've got games like PUBG or whatever where you can play? You can put one guy's on a PC, another guy's on an iPad. Yeah, you know? got cross platforming is really cool. But so cool. Yeah, but that was that was so much fun. The, the different game styles, which again are all old hat now, but for me, were my first exposures. You know, apart from capture the flag, and you'd have the the one where you'd, oh, you'd have to drop a bomb, and the other team would have to kill everyone who's got the bomb case, yep. and then yep. you have to disarm the bomb if it gets put down. Of course, the team's put the bomb now, waiting for you to come in. Domination, all these different kind of game modes beyond just the straightforward team deathmatch and, and the like. So, and then the one where, you know, once you're dead, you're dead, you're out. Those the, kind of games, too. Word to the wise, everyone. I am so shit at multiplayer, it's not funny. Like, it's like literally will go on, hey, log on, dead. Right? Dead, 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 dead. Okay. So I don't even do that. I play the single player campaign of all yes, of those games. Whereas I'm all about the multiplayer. Yeah. This is one, though. This was a single player game that I did play, and I do remember it for a very important reason, which is. This is what the first time I've played a single player campaign where even though you succeeded in one of the mission, you died in the cutscene at the end of the mission. And then it would change you to another character. That's right. I, I remember that. That, that was one was huge. Because then you, all of a sudden you switched. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't expect to die. And then I think that was the one, if not that game, was one right around there where there was a very controversial scene where... The airport? Yeah, the airport. Yeah. That's, actually, that's the one where you die, I'm pretty sure, at the end of that, at that level. You are kind of participating in killing to keep your cover yeah, and then eventually gets blown and you start fighting back. It's actually really unsettling because I remember even when the first time I played that, basically you're put in an airport with terrorists as a cover as a terrorist and they just start gunning down innocent people in an airport and you have to be there with them. And I remember even... There's a trigger warning, I'm pretty sure. There's a trigger warning. So you you don't have to... And then even in that, I was just shooting in the air. I just, I couldn't bring myself to shoot fake people. So it was, yeah, it was really huge, that game. I remember that. So how huge? Well... As of January 13th, only some, I don't know what that would have been, three months after they had made a billion dollars in sales. Oh, it's much bigger than than the movie market. Well, I mean... So in units, terms of the blockbusters Yeah, in terms of the money. But the units moved, obviously, you know, at 90 bucks a pop. It's not the same as going to the movies and spending that's why 10, 15. That's why it's a bigger yeah. industry, you know? So the, yeah, no, that's cool. So fantastic. And obviously we've had... Countless. I'm finally off it now. Probably the last year or two, I finally lost patience with just doing the same thing. Kind of, and they re- revamped it for the battle royale mode with the more recent modern warfare's. 
our mate we've mentioned a couple of times, Christian, he's still a huge fan, still plays these games yeah, a lot, yeah. but I've sort of tapped out of it now. I actually so. miss out on this because these guys, um, they play with their PS2s and so on, and I'm just, I can't PS5, use the controller. Yeah. PS5, sorry. Well, I'm on a PS5, Christian's still on his PC. and Yeah, oh, so you can yeah. still use it if you have a PC? Yeah, oh, again, it's cross, cross-platform. Oh, not this game, obviously, but I'm talking about new, the new Modern oh, Warfare okay. 2. Cool. I can't use the controller, everyone. I'm just, I'm very bad at it. It just, it sucks. Take some teaching, but you get there. And I don't think I could use a mouse and that stuff anymore. Oh, really? I've been that long since I've gamed that. with that. Oh, my God. All right. What do you got for your number three? My number three is, okay, Assassin's Creed 2. Never play any of these. Dude. No, it, okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the reason why, Paul. This one came out in 2009. I put hours and hours into this thing. And the reason for it is, Assassin's Creed is this weird franchise where it's had like fucking, I don't know, 10. And each time they're just varying degrees of good. And even the, the big hardcore fans just go, this is shit. Or Assassin's Creed Unity is shit. Or yeah. three, number three was considered good, but it still had its stupid like, because it's all set. In, sorry, I'll tell you what it is. It is ostensibly the protagonist is, is in contemporary. He's in the future. But his ancestor was in this game someone called Ezio who was an assassin back in like fucking 18... Surely you've all seen the Michael Fassbender film. No? Yes. No one has? Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> it was made into a completely shit film. But it's this one is set in a Renaissance Italy from like 1476, kind of that era. And the idea here is in this like rig that he's in, the Animus, it allows him to go back and access that memory and actually control his past ancestor. And that's what you're doing as the gamer, right? Seems very strange. You it's very them. strange and to be honest with you, it, it flips back and forth. It's not perfect. I'm not sure why they did it that way. Anyway, these assassins and are the, are the like the good guys and the Templars are like the the, the bad guys, right? right? Yep. And it's just like and I think apparently that's actually historically accurate. Like that did happen. However, no one was this cool because the assassins have this little blade that pops out from their wrist like and they do all different swords and shit like that. And you're just basically tooling around, you know. Out, ir- outfitting yourself and getting Italy. better. Yeah, yeah but, you, but for some reason, this one, number two, it was just addictive. You could walk up, you could skewer someone, um, you could save, like, you know, local villagers. You could have fights with other motherfucking, like, cigar. It was amazingly... Cool. I mean, if you look at it now, you probably go, what are these graphics? But at the yeah, time, fucking amazing. What and year was this again? Nine, uh, 2009 okay. 2009 yeah. so same year as my last one too yeah Call of Duty, and most of the fans agree this is still the best one which go. is weird so there you go Assassin's Creed 2 ladies and gentlemen my number 3 nice my number 3 is the game I play now still to this day the only one on my list that fits that criteria Brilliant. and it's a little embarrassing because it's considered a game largely for kids it is the second Battle Royale game that was made behind PUBG and the one which has outstripped it in terms of popularity a million times over. It is Fortnite. Fortnite. I only said PUBG because I knew you played Fortnite and we'd be on here. Go on. So I'm not going to make excuses for this. I like playing this game. Originally, it was something that my then five-year-old daughter was able to watch because it is so cartoony. and is she would, so? And she would kind of, you know, you shoot people and whatever else, but they just pixelate and fall over. That's it. They don't, there's oh. no blood. There's no gore. It's all oh. very cartoony. And then it became this sort of pop culture juggernaut where people's likenesses who are with kids would, would lend their likenesses, sorry, people would lend their likenesses to the game and I presume get paid licensing fees. And oh, all that no, kind of they stuff. started launching things in the game. You know, dancers and whatever else and DJ Turk Marshmallows, dance. Turk Dance, which he never got paid a red cent mm. for, which apparently is very dodged. But anyway, there you go. And then they just expanded. There's some crazy multi multiverse type scenario story. Going, I can't follow the fucking story. Don't care. You have 100 people that load in sometimes filled with bots now in the last couple of seasons mm. and not every person, yeah. but you know, the occasional person you run across, you can tell they're a bot and you battle away as the storm forces you in closer and closer to a, a central point where 
the last person standing gets the victory royale. Is that it's, how it works? Yep. I didn't know that. Wow. It's as simple as that. You get different types of guns. You get to load it and carry five things. And so you have to work out what, how much defense, how much you know healing and whatever do I want to carry versus how many weapons do I need, long range, short range, all the rest of it. Wow. And uh, I've really, really enjoyed my time with it. The graphics have got better and better, but it's more the gameplay. And now it is something that I regularly do most nights with uh, mate to show Steve and you know, occasionally Richard, the aforementioned, will join in with us and even sometimes Christian. And so... It's just a way to come together and, and talk. And how do they monetize? Do you have to pay to play? Yeah, so each season costs you nine hundred and fifty. You know, whatever their coins are called or V bucks. Sorry, that's what they're called. IRL. How much is that? To buy into the game is like ten bucks or twelve bucks, okay. and then after that, I've never had to spend another cent on it. Though you end up doing it because it does. It's clever. It does pull you in. You, you know, the, you other, day, the other day I bought a, a you know, young MC singing Buster Move, and you see dance just doing Buster Move. Well, worth, that, every that penny, yeah. worth every penny, Paul. Worth every penny. And the only thing I spent a lot of money on. As a couple of listeners of the show know this, because I've mentioned it, I think, before, is the Ash skin from, there you e- go. from Evil Dead. There so you go. I've, I spent like 20 bucks on that, and I've not t- changed it in the last like year since I bought it. Oh, my God. So imagine being one of the guys who started this thing. You know I what can mean? only, only imagine. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Fortnite, incredibly good fun. And, yeah, it's pretty you know simplistic, whatever else. But I've racked up a few wins. I think I'm coming up to win 500 in, in Korea over that time. Games, yeah, yeah. Oh, well done. Somewhere, yeah. Look, you know, it says I'm somewhere in the top whatever ten percent of it people. Well, play it. that's but something. That's only because I played it so much. It doesn't right. talk about proportion. That's fine. That's how it works. And I have gotten better. It's like my KD now is much much better than it used to be. Since so I just who KD cares? is kill kill death ratio. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, these guys are actually pretty good at it. I should mention. Mm. I am shit house. All well, right. Compared to someone who doesn't play it, yes, we would be. No, but like I just look at it and go now. <laughs> yeah, old, old man reflexes now. So some of these kids, and I especially like it now because there's a non-build mode because it used to be you'd have to build as well as shoot. Build Couldn't meaning? do that. Build is like you build forts around you. Oh, That's okay. what's called Fortnite. And so you could build like these structures to save yourself and then it become a build battle where someone's trying to get on top and shoot down wow. low. But when the no build option you're on, much better game. Enjoy it much more now because I did fall off it for a couple of, probably a year or two in the middle. Whole new world. There you are. Okay, well, my number two is, in fact, Batman Arkham City. There it is. That's the one I was alluding to earlier on. Absolutely. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Very similar kind of game. Right. And I'll tell you this. This, for a long time, was my favorite game. I can tell you exactly why. The map, which is Gotham City, is there are so many memorable places and landmarks that by the end of the playthrough, you kind of know where you are just by looking at your surroundings, like the buildings. There's a lot of big twists in the game, which is great. But the thing that I don't do much is... Because Batman's a detective, it's a lot of like things you have to figure out in the game. I don't necessarily like that as much as just the fighting because... Well, the fighting is the best part, but I did enjoy the breakup in the fighting. So it's not all fighting. So you have to use your brain to solve Agreed. the Jokers. Agreed. Or the, I, the Riddlers the, sort of riddles. The riddle, and and it's, it's, it's a lot of different things. Use your fucking cowl to look at like you know clues and yeah. shit like that. Yep. It's really, really cool and really, really well executed. But I, I will good. say, with the fighting, Batman Arkham Asylum, to my knowledge, invented this mechanic where... If you have, if you got like, if you're fighting 10 or 20 people and when they're about to hit you, you'll see like the sort of like this thing yeah. on their head. And the, what you do is you have to right click or whatever. And that's your counter. Yep. So if you see it in time and you right click in time, you'll intercept it and you'll counter. And you can do that multiple time and chain, 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 chain yes, the attack. The chaining of attacks is the chain, awesome. Yeah. And the more times you go bang, 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 and you'll just knock out motherfuckers. You'll fly across the room, kick someone, do this, that, that. The more that happens, the more you your power builds up and the more your, I can't remember what it's called, but basically that that the energy buildup happens, the more you can do some massive finishing move that fucks someone to pieces. And it's really, really addictively 
well put together. I would agree. And um, yeah, and it's been stolen a million times by then, but I can see why because it is the oh, bomb. As I said, the Spider-Man games absolutely work off a very similar thing. You get Spidey sense tingles when yep, you're about to exactly. be hit by something exactly. or whatever. So. This is kind of cool though. The Batman has a move where if, you, if you're fighting near the Batmobile, like you jump out of the Batmobile and, and start fighting, you can actually hit a button where the Batmobile itself pops up a gun and fires at someone that's hitting you. <laughs> Boom. Like, yeah, motherfucker. It's just cool. It's just cool. There you are. Batman Arkham City, my number two. Excellent choice. On my honorable mentions, well done, sir. My number two is going to be your number one. Then I'm almost positive, Wayne. I don't think so because I'm the game that I'm is my number one is one that you... Oh, have. okay. It's not then. So you do not have my number two on your list. You do not have, Wayne. The N64s. GoldenEye. GoldenEye 007 game. Uh, only because... Oh, like, my God. I know. It is amazing, and it should probably be on my this list. This is an oversight from hell. Well, I thought about this because I read, like, Ash, my cousin, like, put a put a, uh, a thing in the in the listener feedback saying that this is the tits. And I was like, yeah, that is in there. We spent many an hour oh, doing gosh, that. We played this so much. I even... I, there's pictures. I've got photographs of me and three other motherfuckers, Paul being one of them, sitting around a big... TV, the Sony Trinitron that was very big at the time. And it looked like a fucking Eagles concert. There's the four of us with fucking like controllers looking at the yeah. screen. And they were all wired controllers. You had to wired control, yeah. exactly. They were wired controllers and the screen was split in four. So you were, yep. you're definitely watching other people's screens, but you're kind of not because you're watching your oh, own. Oh yeah, you got no choice. Yeah. You had to. I just love the, this game that You from the awesome music that was part of it, which we almost opened. Huge. Yeah, so maybe we, we, well, we can go out with it. Who knows? Yeah, we'll close we'll see. Out with it. It's good. The, the, the different game styles, the sort of polygon kind of graphics of the N64, but with the different characters from, from the movies the in there. Movies, yeah, including Oddjob. Oddjob, and of course, playing Oddjob was considered the height of cheating. Exactly, because he's short, so you shoot over yep. his head and then he can just chop you. So he's, and that was absolutely, and we were just all always laughing. And everyone would be, let's go after Oddjob if someone chose exactly. to play, so, to do that. Uh, so many great games and we, there was a mode there called License to Kill which was one bullet hit you you're dead instantly yep, exactly. and that was one we often played because yep. it was just so fast boom, boom whoever Bang. saw it first oh, fuck. so much fun and every Excellent. time you got hit that happens you're like it's usually like the blood thing yeah, as you thing. fall down and it makes you go fuck so good. Obviously, the game itself, the campaign followed the basic movie of GoldenEye but it was the multiplayer and this might be my first instance of it was around the time we were landing as well, so it's hard to say when what, what actually came first. I know Codename Eagle was very early on, with another honourable mention of mine. God, Codename Eagle. From that, was, that was the first one where you could get into any play, any any vehicle and just drive it. Yeah, you could. That's right. It was almost an open landscape game. You could get into you could get into the plane. You could do whatever. It was really hard to drive planes because the mechanics were terrible, exactly. but it was so much fun to try. It's, and you could bomb people. And yeah, you just try and drive your, your plane straight into them and kill them and die yourself, <laughs> kamikaze <laughs> styles. But yeah, uh, Goldeneye. Holy crap! Such fun and all the different modes and the like. It was ahead of its time one of the best games I've ever played and certainly one of the funnest times I've had playing it. Do you remember there was this one, like, I, I don't know if it was Golden or not, but we used to actually get so into shitting on each other that we would fucking, like, send emails to each other <laughs> with, like, like, Christian had one where he put his face on the Army of Darkness poster. <laughs> remember that? And he's like, you know, and, like, the caption was, like, <laughs> trapped in a lounge room surrounded by, by bitches. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> this was bound to happen. Yeah. Shit like that. I was yeah. like, holy crap, we got into that. Again, we had lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Goldeneye 007 is my number two. Wayne. Brilliant, brilliant. You, should, you should win just for that. Run us through your list. Okay. Number 10, Action Half-Life. Nine, Saints Row 4. Eight, Shadow of War. Seven, Max Payne 3. Six, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Number five was Just Cause 3. Four, Sniper Elite 5. Three, Assassin's Creed 2. Two, Batman Arkham City, and one, 
is a game which I think I've never seen a more stylish game in my life, and I may may almost say that I've never seen a more sp- stylish piece of art. This is a game called Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, the game is set in the year 1912, and its protagonist is a guy named Booker DeWitt, and he's sent literally to a city in the sky. Like, the way that this thing is put together is you, there's this really, really beautiful city that someone has built, and it's all suspended by balloons because it's 1912. And you have to go there to retrieve Elizabeth, who's a young woman who's held captive there. Now, this sh- game is basically because it's set in 1912. Everything you're using, including the styling of the game, is steampunk. But in a beaut, because it's, it's just the blue sky around you, it's like amazing, and there's yeah. sky around you. And I played the original Bioshock, and played which is under, that underwater. One. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, was that one amazing? Because people keep saying there's a big like, oh, is that one better than this one, and so on. It was very good, and there is a there is a twist in the story. There's a twist in this one too, right? And people like argue about which is better. One of the really great things about it is, apart from you sliding around like this big city and like you know, kind of like not falling, but it's like an amazing, beautiful old city, but it is in the clouds. Is that you? When you find this Elizabeth girl, like she becomes really integral to the gameplay, where literally she she's always there when you're fighting and shooting at people, but somehow she never gets in the way, and she always throws you vigor, which is like a health mm-hmm. thing. And I've actually heard it said. I remember discussing this 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 game with a woman at work, a young girl at work who was who was, who was a gamer because young women game now, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, Good on. And. It's funny. She goes, oh, Elizabeth, in that game, I've got a crush on her. I'm like, really? It's just like kind of a gag. She goes, she's so hot and she's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never even heard of someone personifying in a game character like that. But, you know, that's the way we are here. Yet last week we talked about what cartoon characters you're into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it had to be Betty for me for various reasons. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought we all agreed Daphne. Yeah, everyone's anyway, doing Daphne. Moving on, moving everyone's on. doing Daphne. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, this, the story of this game as well is very, very heavily well written. To say anything would be spoiling it, but basically, there's a character that's prominent throughout the whole thing, and you only see that person referred to as the father of this city, and he's in statues and stuff like that. And the the actual truth of the game when it comes out is like, whoa, it's kind of cool. All so right. yes, amazing game. Did not say that one coming. Infinite. Have to be honest. Yeah, amazing stuff. So there you go. Well, Paul. unlike your number one, my number one, which I'll reveal in just a moment, has fuck all game story to it. Okay. So, reading through mine, 10, Curse of the Zill Bonds, 9, Red Dead Redemption. Actually, I think I said the other one. 8 was Miles, Spider-Man Miles Morales. 8, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. 7, Street Fighter 2. 6, Command and Conquer, Red Alert. 5, The Last of Us. 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 from 2009. Fortnite at number 3, Gold Knight number 2. My number 1, the game which I was probably most heavily into, though maybe, probably if you have a good 4 or so years. Mm was Wolfenstein colon enemy territory. Oh, so not Wolfenstein 3D. No. Back in the day. So this was meant to be an expansion pack to the Wolfenstein game and it was going to be called Return to Castle Wolfenstein. That's right. But there were massive problems with the single player. I remember hearing about it. So they released all the maps into a multiplayer mode for free. You could just download it and get into it and that's what happened. And so people were just turning to this game because it's free and, and you just joined servers that were set up all over the place. And you would then sort of choose. You'd be you'd be a... A gunner, you could be an engineer, you could be a medic, right? And you choose the different classes. I remember that. And basically it was Axis versus the Allies and six different maps and away you would go after you died. 
you'd respawn 20 seconds the allies axis would be 30 seconds they're trying to defend certain did we ever play this man well yeah we absolutely did because i remember like who's the medic because you're always popular because like why well, can't I shoot for shit so i'll be the medic and save everyone yeah that was sort of Pros and cons to basically. Yeah, because what you, you're you doing. still had a gun. If you're an engineer, you had sort of a normal gun, but you could fucking do explosives and shit like that. But what made this so special for me was somehow getting reasonably good at playing it. Kind of got picked up for the one and only time in my life by a proper clan. Did you? Of younger guys than I was. So because by the time I was playing this, I was you know my late twenties and into my early thirties, <laughs> and these guys were probably all around the twenty years of age. So yeah. I was one of the old men. I wasn't the oldest in the clan, but I was one of them. And we would the compete. Term elder statesman. Yeah, and then we would compete in in organized you know matches, and then there would be a ladder, and you'd go up, you play everyone, and then there would be finals. And I, we played over several seasons in the course of my uh, call it professional didn't get a single dollar yeah, yeah. my uh, amateur gaming career wow and which believe it or not there's tv shows about some of these type of games where you uh bro have you ever heard of twitch yeah i know but that literally just... there's literally a show on, i can't remember what it's called late at night like midnight oh, like twelve thirty. there's a yeah. tv show on channel seven sometimes showing surprise me at all. whatever these this literally firing this kind of game as well mm. with graphics about as good if i'm really honest i can't remember what the engine or the platform is but yeah, we did really well and got I got half decent at this game and you know if you wander into a public server as long as there wasn't one of the good and you knew all the good players in Australia yeah. by through this time I would dominate. So really? the better you got at it or the more obviously there's a bit of a reward out of doing this and so yeah we actually ended up winning and we're the top team in Australia for a good number of months yeah. at one stage in uh, in my enemy territory I career. I know that was on your CV. Yeah, well so there you go. So that's why enemy territory is my number one. Uh, I'll never get that good or be that good at gaming, which is probably appropriate because, as you say, Wayne, coming towards the second, well, in the second half of our lives. Yes, definitely. So, you know, these things happen. But it was nice to have spent time while we had it. That is correct. All right, Wayne, let's, this episode's run way longer than I thought it was going to yeah, run. So long, we have okay. talked quite a bit. Give us, just run it down. No cool. top of the talk about your honorable mentions. Prototype, Sleeping Dogs, Splinter Sleeping Cell. Dogs. Sleeping Dogs, very nice. Yeah, other, only other thing I haven't mentioned here would be The Last Ninja. Oh, fuck, what a great game. I forgot about <laughs> one and everything else we've talked about that's uh, on this list nice today work, you, nice as work. per your so we didn't actually have one crossover on our actual list had there several in our honorable mentions from each other's list there you go that's our top 10 video games of all time i'm sure we've missed a whole bunch that you would recommend let's find out as we do at the end of every episode with your feedback at the topic at hand it's called the pop 10 talk about pop 10 talk about off with friend to the show, Jared DeMeza, ah. who said Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Zelda Oceana Ocarina of Ocarina Time, of time. Yeah, on the N64, and Resident Evil 4, first played on the PS2. So mm. yeah, had too many honorable mentions, including Last of Us and Witcher 3. Adelaide Spence, good to hear from you, Adelaide, said, number three, Pokemon Emerald, number two, The Last of Us, number one, a game which gets mentioned a lot when you go searching around sites for this topic, Mass Effect 2. Mm, never played it. B Dizzle, the aforementioned from the We Watch the Thing podcast, said, Yeah, I was going to suggest this topic. This list could just be Zelda and Donkey Kong games. But he went, <laughs> Number three, Super Metroid. The exploration still holds up, and there's a reason this game, along with Castlevania, created a genre of game that is still replicated today. Number two, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Definitely not just nostalgic, the first truly great 3D game with an incredible score to boot. And number one, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong, Kong's Quest. No better platform game has ever been created. The motherfucker's retro, son. Woo. Drew Hallam from the Real Fields podcast. Hello, Drew said number, well, he hasn't got order here. So Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Once again, Legend of Zelda Ocar- Ocarina of Time. That's three times already. It's a very popular. And Mario Kart, whatever you like. He's okay. putting the honorable mention GoldenEye specifically for the multiplayer. Of course. Mode. 
Andrew Watson had Tekken 3, Resident Evil 3, and Ocarina of Time. Holy shit. There it is. Have a clear I've winner. never touched that thing. I've never played a Zelda game in my oh. life, so feeling very uh, short change this moment in time. Luke James Human had number three, Street Fighter 2. I reckon. <laughs> number two, Monkey Island 2, colon, Chuck's Revenge. Okay. And number one, Red Dead Redemption. There very you nice. Go. There. The other host of We Watch the Thing, David Powell, said Super Mario 64, simply the most fun I've ever had playing a game. The worlds and 3D were mind-blowing at the time and made the N64 my favourite console ever. I agree. Number two, Portal, the smartest concept for a game ever, perfectly executed. Plus, Jonathan Coulton, still alive, as sung by GLaDOS, is the greatest theme song in gaming history. The cake is a lie. I don't know what that Portal means. was very popular. I never got into it. Hmm. Okay, and number one, GTA Vice City. Biased. I know, because I the game got me a free junket to Miami Beach when I was at Rockstar. But for a kid born in the early 70s, this extravaganza of 80s excess spoke to me far more than the more technically impressive later installments in the franchise. Plus, the soundtrack remains the greatest compilation of 80s music ever assembled. Yeah, I'm done with that. And this is about 73 honorable mentions. Thank you, David. Stephen Burns said, just a simple topic that will generate zero arguments. <laughs> One entry from him. Guess what it is? What? Ocarina uh, of Time. Oh, of course. Just a marvellous storyline and, for the time, an incredible leap in gaming. Kevin DeRosario, known for many things, including being the recipient of Wayne's <laughs> <laughs> boot in his balls. What up, Kay? Hey, Kevin. Said, oh my God, this is so hard. This topic is of all time and so many good games. But he had Command & Conquer at one, Street Rod at two, and Metal Gear Solid at three. Ah. Erica San Pedro, the sole female contributor today. E- Here's what she said. Not my contribution, but my boyfriend said. Good, good. We'll Pokemon Platinum. When I didn't have friends in high school, I still had Pokemon. Number two, Vermin- Vermintide 2. Hundreds of hours slaying rats of Vermintide 2. Hundreds of hours slaying rats against impossible odds with your mates. And number one, Mass Effect 2, story, music, characters, sci-fi, opera, sorry, sci-opera settings, top voice acting, and morning soloist singing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Your cousin, Ashbroff, said, fuck you. It's a tough one. <laughs> but here goes in no particular order. 007 Goldeneye 64. Wayne showed me this when I was just a kid. Then soon after we were all playing it, got the old man involved in a multiplayer a few times. Which too. is cool. It is cool. GTA 5, properly reprehensible and multiplayer was loose. Still in a car, then stopping to let other rando players jump in, then wreak havoc. It was fucking excellent. And Gold, God of War, sorry, on the PS3, hack and slash on a grand scale, plus the game never stopped to load, which was a cool feature that kept you sucked in and playing on and on. Very good. Nice reasoning there. Very nice. Last two to wrap it up. Chris Sutherland said, can you stop with these broad arrangements? <laughs> You're killing us with that. Witcher 3, Age of Empires, and Super Mario Brothers 3. Nice. And the last word goes to Jesse Dixon. So number three, Fortnite. Yay. Number two, Mario Kart. Number one, Steven Seagal is colon, the final option. What? This is an unreleased beat-em-up game from Genesis that there's a downloadable beta through which through with 18 levels in which Steven Seagal beats up a number of baddies, including scientists and mercenaries. Is it actually Steven Seagal? And can he get beaten up? It's from the Genesis, so it can't have been that oh, yeah, but yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. good from a long time ago. Yeah. But there we are. <laughs> the, the final word on comes from Stephen fucking Seagal. Thank you very much for that, uh, Jesse. And that's it. Sorry we didn't get time to feature anybody else. And thanks so much getting back to us in such short order. I think I put this out five hours before we recorded today and got all those yeah, nailed it. responses in a very short period of time. Next topic will be up in short order too. So, well, by the time you hear this, it's too late. So, just ignore that comment. <laughs> Wait, how do the good folk get back in touch with us and let us know their feedback? And uh, talk to us about anything else countdown related. Google the Countdown Podcast and find all our socials or send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or I'll get to our website, thecountdownpodcast.com. Check us out on X. Gonna give it to you. 
<laughs> Eventually that'll get old. Uh, it will. It's, it's pretty close, actually. <laughs> you know what? It's old now. It's pretty close. <laughs> At the countdown, PC, like and follow the show through Poppy and we host it, of course. The Facebook list community, you've just heard from it. Get involved there. That's it from us today. Next week, as mentioned, top 10 last 10 time. Wayne's had extra few weeks to watch 10 films. I have. How many more have you got to watch between now and when we record next? Four. <laughs> you know why? Because you made me fucking review TMNT and that was going to be one of my. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been three. How will Wayne do it? We'll find out at the next episode. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the sand sandboard. The sandboard. Yes. Box. And the soundboard too. That's where it came from. You're yeah, right, boy. I stand resolute, <laughs> motherfucker. Watching movies at the last second is how we do top <laughs> ten last ten. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Yeah.